It's in your head, in your head, zombie, zombie, zombie. Hey, Swagger Section, Episode 2, Season 4. Jeez, we're chugging along. Uh, we're going to do what we always do here on the Smoker Section. If you're new, we are going to talk shit like we're in a Smokers Section. I've got the D-Bus here below me. Welcome back, everyone, listeners. And the Mudman. Morning. A uh, bit of fun today. Uh, if you are joining us for the new season and you've only had one episode, geez, what a showing we've done so far. <laughs> Crack the back big, off with a bang. Yeah, big pat on the back uh, all around from the boys, I reckon. Uh, and hopefully just another cracker coming for you. If you've been here for a while, well, um, you can't be that good a listener because only one person wrote in for listener feedback this week. So <laughs> fuck the rest of you, uh, except for you, um, Jane and Fiona. Apologies for that one. <laughs> Uh, you want to run through what we've got normally we ask people to go on instagram to the smokers section podcast that's what you type in there and just give it to us give us anything and, and just before we move into the uh, dms lucas quick hello to sharon if we're still going with that blog of yours maddie um best of luck but, and uh, keep up yeah. the good work uh yeah. it's on tumblr ever since they've been <laughs> born on tumblr it's just all my blogs <laughs> Had to capture yeah. that audience. It was really you, it's, basic, it's basically that and your uh, your Playboy articles. Yeah. <laughs> for those, for those who, were on, who were on the niche Tumblr train and I recall that uh, little uh, space of the internet, I think, correct me if I'm wrong uh, or write in if I'm wrong, I believe they undid that because they realised that actually all the people using it just used it for porn. And so that they realised they lost like 75% of their uh, users. Well, well, speaking of tasteful nudes, it probably brings us around to uh, to some listener feedback because whilst we do appreciate all feedback, I can um, assertively say that it has absolutely nothing to do with what was discussed in the podcast last week. Um, but it does have something to do with an underlying tone of the podcast, which is Will's dicks, uh, big, big, big balls. Um, yep. And just, uh, just on the size of those things, we've had a photo sent in of the, uh, the Will Dick uh, mover. Um, and of course, you wouldn't be able to fit those things in anything less than a uh, full-sized Ford Ranger, yeah. um, which has been snapped getting out and about in Wynnum. Um, so we'll chuck that up in the socials, listeners. If you're if you're in the uh, southeast Queensland area and you see this vehicle driving around, there's a good to fair chance that there's yeah. uh, some severely inflated high psi um, dicky creators the, um, bouncing around in that. We get to uh, thank for this photo. Uh, oh, we're not going to reveal our sources, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Now, uh, big question, Dickie, as well. Uh, what would the odds be that you would go and get some of those balls that people hang off the back of their like cars? You know, the little ones that you can buy. The uh, would you do that to your dad's car <laughs> on behalf of the podcast? I'd have to sort of see if his uh, little Mazda three has a hitch that I could put the balls on because the uh, the Ford Range is the shackle. Little D shackle, that'll there'll be something down there. Yeah, but if I could put the balls on Mum's car, I, I don't think she'd find it as amusing as Dad. Oh, she knows now, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> it's like carrying Will around with her if she does that. Yeah, <laughs> she does that anyway. <laughs> She's already got Will's balls in her pocket. Is that what you're saying? No, yeah, no, no, no wonder there's um, everyone's certain that she's the strongest in the family. She's the real glue <laughs> holding the uh, Dick family together. Um, <laughs> Uh, that was it in terms of listener feedback, unless you guys had anyone come directly it's, to you. It's, it's great feedback, no. definitely. 
No, well, sad times. I mean, first episode back, but I, we did get a lot of questions. Uh, yeah, about lots of private messages stories. about certain. Yeah, please name certain people. Um, uh, we absolutely have not I, done that. Yeah, we'll never, never. tell. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is the groom who we spoke about in last week's episode, if you haven't caught it, you have to go back and listen. I promise you it's one of the good ones and uh, you'll really enjoy some stories in there. The groom actually uh, didn't know multiple stories that happened at his own wedding and uh, I spoke with him today because I told him to listen and he's like, oh, I got three quarters of the way through like in his last car trip and he said, he, he asked me questions. He's like, when did that happen? When did this happen? So. Uh, <laughs> Is this, a, is this about his, his strip search and that sort of thing? He didn't know that had happened. He, he didn't that. know he'd been stitched up. <laughs> no, the strip search was the one thing he remembered. It was the other bits yeah. and pieces uh, that you, <laughs> you'll want to listen to if you didn't catch last week and catch up on. Uh, a few other things if you want to catch up on them. Last week, we had a bit of a laugh about Bob Catter. Uh, you probably remember the original, the crocodile one, uh, talking about gay marriage. Uh, yes. I won't spend any more time on it. And we said that it was a recent one. Uh, and I tracked it down, and that's what I was a bit late for today, boys, because I've loaded it in here for you to have a laugh at. He is, where is he? Here he is. You pull out a 20 cent coin and have a look at it, it's got an English monarch on it. When is this country going to grow up? You know, we, I am sorry, we are not English anymore. We are Australians. And we do not believe in aristocracy. We believe every man is born free and equal. That's what we believe. So, so what I'm saying here, is we've got to grow up and we've got to be intelligent and we've got to reduce. Now, why are we the only country on earth that hasn't got ethanol? Good question, Bob. <laughs> now, back to the point, ethanol. Now, now, who thought that ethanol was going to pop out there at the end? Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing with the uh, the honourable member. He, um, You never <laughs> know what's going to come out of that. What talking about? Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a more merch idea there. Yeah. Let a thousands blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. I, I was a big fan of all the uh, the he he is and his passionate um, talkings of Australia not being an aristocracy. Um, and did it get the English blood flowing a little bit? It. Oh, mate, we need to send him into Hinchy's halftime. Could Hinchy's pregame and halftime speeches to his uh, to his kids with a little more than who's kicking off. Imagine if, like, you know, sometimes they let, like, just a public member speak at, like, the local council things. There's a comedians called Chad and JT who do it in the US. Very funny. You got Hinchy, he stands up and he just says, starts the minutes and then, who's kicking off? Thank you. Sits back down. <laughs> Thank you very much. Huge. Huge if we could get that up all on. Assistant to Mr. Speaker, I think. Now, you boys, do you have anything that you want to unpack in the smoker section this week? Anything you've seen? Anything that... uh it's caught the eye uh, before we delve into some pretty sad, sad territory. Well, I mean, we've got we've got two Brisbane sides in two grand finals this weekend, which is uh, yeah, a bit huge. of how good, huge, yeah, huge, huge, huge. I was uh, I was in attendance to the uh, Lions home game on uh, Saturday night, and um, yeah, the crowd was even. And uh, I dare say, and I think there was even a news report that was released about it. The um, Carlton fans, I would actually say, like if not half, outweighed the Lions fans. I'm not sure if they sold more tickets to Carlton members, but like, holy fuck, they had a lot of support. It's been a long time between drinks for Carlton, even longer than us. Yeah. 20 yeah. years, oh, though. Basically. Wouldn't it be perfect? 20 years since the three-peat uh, for and the Lions. the same team we're versing as well, being Collingwood. It's, it's you know, it's got a good aroma to it. Are you boys yeah. uh, backing in the Lions or what? Yeah, of course, mate. 
No, I actually want Collingwood to win. No, Dicky idiot. I knew. Grow of course, up, we're behind the lines. Grow up, grow up. Silly questions, silly answers. And uh, um, if listeners want to try and win on a punt, uh, had a very good weekend, Joey Griffin. Go look to him for a smoke show uh, punt for this weekend. Not bad on the old pun, old Joey. Uh, he's yeah, always yeah. good for uh, any time or first time try score. He's uh, always got his eye clued in. Who could have seen Lockie Neal for the Brownlow? Thirteen dollars. <laughs> I mean, I think only, only, only Joey called that. Now, how good on the ter- on the uh, the atmosphere at the uh, Lions, Dicky. I uh, I grabbed something from the Rugby World Cup. We're not going to go straight into Wallabies yet because this is actually a positive from the Rugby World Cup. This is uh, Dickie's second team, uh, the team that he would take the last name of if he could choose. It's Ireland and uh, them after they smashed South Africa. Well, well smashes. That's like a modern smash, smash term. Smashed is generous. Yeah. yeah. After they beat yeah. South Africa, this is uh, the crowd just going off. There's six left to jump as they oh, charge down. That hasn't saved from. <laughs> <laughs> That's horse racing. It's changed. Yeah, I'll down the bloopers reel. <laughs> the name's changed, but there's no audio. Well, that was the Eng- the Irish fan singing uh, Zombie. Or zombie Sports by Sports. the Cranberries. Would have been good. Yeah. Dickie, how about you give us a rendition? It's in your head. Can someone else pick up from here? In zombie. Your head. Zombie. Oh, <laughs> there's a new opener. <laughs> I was like, shut up, Mitty. I need to get this clean. <laughs> crisp, 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 crisp. Uh, well, that'll be great at the start of the new uh, podcast season, a new opening, just something a little bit fresh for us. Uh, not that I didn't like your uh, Will Smith tequila uh, bit, Dickie, but you know, that'll <laughs> have, have a little bit of tang to it. Now, there's something, boys, that we've been waiting for um, yes. that uh, is a bit of an unboxing, I would say, an unpacking that Dickie's favourite thing to do. I had something posted to uh, to do with the podcast, but also to do with the greater listenership, I think a lot of people will be very happy with this. This is a this is something that I've organised uh, in the in the theme of things and a new podcast season that I think is a gift to everyone. Uh, I'm going to put it up on the Smoker Section podcast socials, but uh, Mitty will be doing the unpacking. And Dicky, I'd like you to describe what you're seeing as Mitty opens it up. Uh, it's it's a uh, he's got the package in front of him now. Mitty, what do you think it is? Just feeling it. What's the what's the vibe? Feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm getting clothing vibes of some description. Uh, a little bit too big to be un- to be. It's too big to be undergarments or something like that. So I'd say it's either a shirt or some shorts. Too big to be budgies or anything like that. Lucas wouldn't give me something so so pleasant either. So um, I'm reaching in now. I'm hoping it's not anthrax. There we go. Um, hold hold it up to the see, screen um, when you open it, Mitty. Um... I want to be able to see it. You're open it, in front of open your face. it so we can see it, Mitty, on the screen. Come on. Let's there we go. We've got a... Right. What uh, is that? Wallabies oh, gray. Stop it. Leck Howard. <laughs> That's probably correct. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's uh... personalized. <laughs> What's it say? Coward. Leck Howard. <laughs> We've got oh, a Wallabies gray. There <laughs> we go. That is... Really, that is red hot. I'm gonna have to try this one. Hopefully, it, hopefully it fits my big melon yeah. head. Yeah, well, it's uh, one I'm size fits all. I'm going to whim here and say it could uh, definitely stretch over your head. Oh, oh look there, we go. That. there we go. That is fresh. <laughs> so we can see the coward. Give oh, us a, oh, a uh, fit, but... Yeah, there we go. It's down there somewhere. Oh, look at that! 
Now, uh, there was a lot of talk because um, run us through the coward, the coward blazer that normally gets awarded. Oh, well, each year um, our collective group sort of gets together and uh, sends in some anonymous nominations for who's offered the least uh, over the past 12 months. Um, generally, there's two people who are very short odds and go head to head, so to speak. Last year, I think we had a tie, which was then um, done on a bit of a recount, a revote, and uh, Mr. I Adams. Tom Pato, I think. Sorted out that reboot or something? It was a, there was a way that we sorted out that one. I can't remember. Something, yeah, something look, about it was, taking, it was yeah, taking it overseas. It was at the commencement of a buck party, so it was it wasn't too much <laughs> sensibility going in, into it. And I'll tell you what, Matt Pato almost immediately put himself up for a uh, nomination straight after. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, just, does that does that um that incident carry over to the next year as it had happened after voting? Well, it, yeah, it happened after voting, so it's it's from the last time the jacket was handed out, which means that uh, that incident is absolutely fair game. Hmm. Um, and, and it's done on a three-two-one basis, and you send through the the points to uh, one of the boys' nominated partners, who will then tally the votes and compile it. Um, I don't think we've decided. Has that been done this weekend? Uh, I don't think. I thought it was going to be Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's a little a little bit longer than twelve months. Yeah, I thought that'll be the boys' Christmas lunch, but um, yeah. So last and I believe, year, uh, there was an item missing from last year's, right? No, no, the jacket was there. Well, it's not anymore, is it? No, it's not anymore. I think it's gone back to um to to London Town with um it's uh the current reigning um, presiding champion of offering the lease, which would be wow. Adams. Yeah, which well, I mean, he, he ironically offers the most in ways of feedback to this podcast. But <laughs> just he, he provides the least in positive feedback. For anything provides for any the most topic. cynical comments about sporting figures. Now, with that in mind, I thought, you know what, we need one of these berets. Dickie's uh, favorite podcast that gives him a stiffy, the HSP uh, podcasts. Uh, they they have some berets, and I went, why the hell don't we? And why isn't it? You know, assimilating not only the magical uh, decision in terms of merge of a beret for the Wallabies, but um, something to just make sure that people understand that it's for a coward. So, hence the French <laughs> word, the coward on the, the back. I mean, cowardly is the only way to describe how the Australian rugby team has played in the last 12 months. So, oh. um, if anything, the coward being included, um, I'm sure it's not the first time we'll be included on one of these. And um, if anything, just increases value. Um, it's the yeah extra like try, you know, third uh, element to it is that it's surrender monkeys who uh, traditionally wear berets. So Correct. The oh, French- surrender <laughs> monkeys we are at the moment. Good <laughs> Uh, especially in the rugby world, uh, I, I I don't know if all the boys have uh, really recovered from uh, from Monday's whooping, but uh, it's a sad sad day in uh, Australian rugby, that's for sure. I feel like we've just not even really talked about it because we just what do you do? What do you say? Uh, you, you just look the results in the eye and say "domo arigato" um, yeah. and "sayonara," um, which for those playing along at home might pick up on those pointed choice of language just there um, with our coach. Allegedly set to jump ship 
yeah. um, at any time. So and maybe next year, Dicky can get a uh, a coward katana or a uh, a kimono. <laughs> kimono. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> a coward katana. katana. You're just running around with a sword that says coward on it. Just like a sling. What yeah. a notable signature. You have to get Eddie to sign it. That's the rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you'll see this Eddie Jones signature. So, you yeah. don't run into Eddie Jones and not get his signature. Yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> You've now got the responsibility of making sure that that beret makes it to the uh, nominations for coward. It is a, it's a beautiful piece of hardware. Look at it sitting on his head. I would always, almost say, Dickie, that it suits him. Yeah, actually, I, I was thinking the same thing. It does perfectly glide itself around Mitchell's head. But, um, Lucas, you were talking earlier about giving headaches out from uh, specific exercises. I think wearing the beret around Mitchell's head is going to give him a headache in, uh, in no time at all. Yeah, he actually looks a little bit like a baker, if I have to be honest. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> almost like a chef's hat, the way it's sort of popped up. It doesn't... <laughs> Because because my head is so wide, it stretched that part out, so it doesn't have the beret overhang that yeah. you'd expect. It just sort of looks a bit like a um, yeah, yeah a little bit odd. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, between that, it does also look like perhaps a mushroom tip. Um, or yeah. uh, look, I'm not gonna lie to you, boys. It's probably the first smile I've given a uh, a piece of Wallaby's clothing since Monday morning. So uh, thank you, Lucas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, perfect. Uh, and we will put that on our Instagram, like I said earlier, just so everyone can really admire it. It's a uh, it's a piece of art. And I uh, really attention to detail to make sure that the French letters were in there with the uh, the, the C and the E in Le Coward. Oh, yeah, that's it. Ciao, there. Say it right. That's it. That's um, good. Google Translate involved. Uh, aside from, are we going to talk any more about the Wallabies? Or do you think that it just, just doesn't feel right? I mean, uh, look, God, it's just bitterly disappointing. Um, bitterly disappointing. But that, there's nothing that we can say. Um, I'll still get up and watch the Portugal game next week. Um, hopefully, we're paying we can $501 win. $501 to win uh, the World, Rugby World Cup. So, uh, you know, if uh, anyone's interested, those are good on. Jump on. on. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Imagine I'm that. The comeback, the comeback would be real. Well, in our um, pool, who needs to lose for that to somehow be a reality? I mean, we obviously uh, point if we play PG well against needs Portugal. to lose both Georgia to Georgia and uh, Portugal. Portugal. Yeah, they need to get pumped yeah. by Georgia and Portugal, which, which um, is never happening. Well, I didn't think we were losing to Wales or Fiji. So you know, <laughs> like sometimes what you don't expect you've to got happen. Wales and uh, Fiji, and then you've got Portugal. Oh, and no. Portugal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I. I I know, I know. And uh, poor uh, condolences over to uh, Martin and his Donegal, or lack of Donegal, which potentially could cause a loss. I mean, anyone who's gone to France without a Donegal or Wallabies beret um, is obviously (laughs) the sole reason for us losing. Um, And in fact, you know what? Let's go one step further. Um, The kiss of death was ultimately put on us by um, Andre for booking quarterfinal tickets before we'd made it to the quarterfinals. So yeah. Yeah. I still maintain that that was for the, to watch the French as he is <laughs> French. I, I'd have to, um, I'd have to say the, uh, they, they did interviews um, with fans after the game, like, you know, just getting their analysis or like, you know, their um, reaction to the result and like seeing the amount of people that were just like, we spent so much fucking money to get here. It's like, bloody hope you did only to see him lose. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what everyone was expecting the Wallabies to sort of format, but also fuck it's, it's, Minimum ten grand to get over to Europe and and make the whole trip to do it all because you're not also in the main cities like it's a, it's a fucking bit of money to get there and just watch them lose. 
Yeah, Did look, you... only one only one team can win the World Cup. So lots of fans pay lots of money to go see games where your team lose. Um, some yeah. fans pay lots of money to go see their team not win a game the entire thing. The minnows um, often struggle to to get those victories. So you don't. I mean, you buy you buy buy the tickets for the experience and you spend the money for the experience. But yeah, but you want to what get the most amount out of your team, right? You expect a team yeah. that's never ever ever lost in the pool, yeah. not made it yeah. out of the pool. To, to you know, maintain that level of uh, playing. So, oh, have you yeah. always watched the um the what do you call the the Eddie Jones and like the the Wallabies um advertising about uh, proving dads wrong? Oh no. yeah, we're not we're not going for the croissants, mate. Well, yeah, yeah. I hope the croissants were at least this. good. Did you see? Yeah, did I? Where Eddie features. Did you guys see that vi- that fan video with the guys like? Keeping the faith after the game and like talking about how it's uh it's all coming oh, up yeah. and he's doing all the right things and like he just sounded like it was an absolute. Like fucking... right, what Kool Aid had he been drinking? Uh he was a Gaben. I don't I don't know what he was fucking smoking, but it it was no never that kind of opinion is not going to help anyone. See, here's here's the thing with that, but I'm not saying that we need to keep Eddie. But if we start again with another coach, like what the fuck are we doing? Like we're in this situation because we're chopping and changing coaches, um, and have no continuity whatsoever. I are mean, keeping Eddie though, Mitty. Dumping a coach, yeah, dumping a coach. Well, six months out was never. It's, it's, I don't think. Eddie, I don't man. think we're keeping. I think well, we, we look. We can go into the legal side of Eddie potentially trying to jump jump ship and whether or not him taking an interview before, um, the, before the World Cup's conflict of interest and grounds to terminate his contract, all, all of that shit. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, we, the board itself needs to have a fucking good hard look in the mirror. And um, yeah, bit of a it, clean, like it, clean out needs to happen because realistically, uh, it doesn't matter what you think about Rennie and, and what he was doing, changing a, a coach six months out from a World Cup was never a good yeah. idea. It was, yeah. it was never going to work. It was never going to work. And the, the whole young squad mentality, isn't something that's going to go and take you all the way to France and win a World Cup either. Like I, I'm fine with like you, young guys, but yeah, but take, well, taking an inexperienced bring... team and an inexperienced coach, you're never going to build any continuity and then build something upon it and like and get wins well, it, and get results because Eddie's Eddie's not an inexperienced coach, Dicky. But what he did was he he had a team that played in South Africa. Team. Um, that that team then got changed considerably, and then they played the All Blacks, and that cha- team got changed considerably, and then they played Argentina. That team got changed considerably, and every single game, there's been, I think there's been four captains this year, five captains. I understand that some of it has been changed um, as a result. <laughs> um Some of that <laughs> has been changed out of necessity. I I appreciate that injuries have happened and the like, but really, I mean. Mm. The, the the way in which the team's been chosen. But it, it does come back to Eddie having 100% control. Um, he was backed by the top. The yeah. top hitched their wagon to him. And you know what? It blew up in our fucking faces. And so the people who made those decisions need to be held accountable for making stupid fucking decisions. Um, yeah. But that but no, no one's going to own up, especially. They, they'll be the last people to walk out the door. It'll, it'll be blaming mm. the coach and the players. It's, it's never actually... There's been issues with the Rugby Australia board for a long time. But but if you look into if you look into the the commentary that's being thrown around, perhaps outside the journos and that kind of thing, like if you go and speak to the punter, the average punter says that it's Eddie that's got it wrong, and they don't talk about Hammer or um, anyone else on the board. Um, who are the people who are responsible for putting Eddie in this situation? So um, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it, just as much as we're calling for Eddie's. Well, Eddie's please explain. I think I think Drew Mitchell in the um, in the G Brazzers pod made a real good point, which is yeah, it's all well and good for you to come out and say you're sorry and that it's your fault, but how about you explain yourself and your thinking with what's going yeah. on? He feels like, like he owes yeah. us nothing, no explanation. Yeah. yeah, why why is it that you left out an experienced five eight to at least help Carter Gordon um, mm. when times get tough? Why is it that? And look, Michael Hooper has been a servant. I think that his best best playing days are behind him, but he certainly got experience to even if you're not going to play him, if you're not going to play him, at yeah. least have him there as an old head to help the people um, yeah. who, who are there and fresh and, and need that assistance, like your Fraser McWrights, your Tom Hoopers, and the like. Yeah, every, um, do you think we need a bit of a um, state state of origin approach? Get the get all the uh, yeah, get the back. <laughs> no, fuck, fuck that. We've got too many rugby league coaches in that coaching staff as it is. We oh, don't need yeah, any more Australian that, rugby yeah. league players no, coming over. We need, to... the old, we need the old guys in there. Like you need at least a few veterans to be who have done it, like Hooper, who's done yeah. a fuck ton of World Cup campaigns and can say, here's where it's gone right, here's where it's gone wrong. Uh, and you, you keep those level heads in there. Fuck, you don't need to play them constantly, but you fucking have them there to keep the young guys in check. And it just is bizarre that Eddie Jones the entire time has acted as if he has come in and he's got 50 games where he's won to his belt that he can say, I can talk to everyone like this and not explain what I'm doing because I've got the backing. Because he doesn't. He hasn't fucking won shit. I think not if he for continues us anyway. along his path, like, yeah, he's he's going to be completely under the spotlight. I, I would not be surprised if, like, right. if he is the first to go because he, he'll be leaving before any of the any of the board will. But he'll, he'll be choosing to leave. The block. Yeah. They'll both say, this helps us both. They have a head that rolls so they can stay in as a board and he gets to go yeah. to that new gig that he'd already lined up at Japan. Fuck, he's, he, like, you know, it, it, he hasn't been honest for that long. Like, is, didn't he sign a contract for a certain amount of time for showing five years? Five years, yeah. Fuck. But That's yeah, amazing. as I mean, Australia rugby's not in a position where it can sack him financially. Um, no, or, or I think or, sorry, yeah. they they can't they can't breach the co- they can't terminate the contract without cause because they can't afford to pay him out, yeah. especially because they've walked away from the um, private equity What's he deal. On? What's he getting paid? Uh, I don't actually know, um, but I, there's some pretty big Surely numbers being thrown out there. Surely it's a mill. Well, I would, yeah. I would love for some private equity to come in and actually run it with a bit of fucking nous, with a bit of smarts, and because you go, oh, they, you know, they're going to strip things back. You go, no, they're going to look to make money, and you make money by smart investment. And there's been no smart investment so far. They're not going yeah. to. What, they're what not the fuck are you talking about, game. Lucas? It's smart investment. I'm wearing a fucking Wallabies beret. There's Donegals. <laughs> there's one thousand dollar RM Williams footballs floating around. What do you yeah. mean smart I investing? I would let him cop the RM's football because that's a pure twiggy thing where RM's have made. That. That's not the Wallaby directive to say let's put oh, out some fucking RM's balls. I love one of those. <laughs> once every once every three months, someone in Northern Queensland's torn apart by a crocodile. Well, so, what are, uh, what are these? Why are, why don't we have ethanol? <laughs> We're not a monarchy anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, therein lies it. Now, another. Let's go. Apart from the Broncos and the you know the Lions, which are positive uh, sports stories, there's also probably the most budding love story that I'm sure Dickie's already heard about, and Mitty, I'm sure you've already heard about from your partners about Travis Kelsey. And Taylor Swift, the hottest NFL couple, uh, just <laughs> raging. What an absolutely Chiefs superstar. He can get who he wants. Oh, is this about the Chiefs? 
Oh, I was th- I was thinking it was DeAndre Swift and Jason Kelsey on the Eagles running back and center partnership, yeah. just yeah. running yeah. running it down the throat of just every defense in sight. But um, okay, the, oh, the lesser story that I'm talking about, Mitty. The the lesser Swift and Kelsey. Okay, I'm with you now. Sorry, yeah, shake that off. Was, yeah, yeah. Okay, mate. Ooh. All right, all right. <laughs> So you listen to one game, one broadcast, and all of a sudden he's got all the uh, Taylor Swift puns. Right. Ready I, to fire. They actually, they were dropping a few in the other day, but um, Taylor Swift in the uh, in his personal box, the family box with the mum, uh, watching uh, Travi get it done. Touchdown! Had to get the touchdown for her. Didn't the Chiefs just pump the the Bears as well? Uh, but what do you reckon? I I was talking to a few guys today, and I was saying. I don't understand. He's already he's already super famous. He's already super wealthy. What all that he has left is even though he's at that tier of like famous, he's probably still got a level of um, privacy that if you go to Taylor Swift level, you don't get. Why pr- pull yourself into that? Oh, this is no look. I don't think this is a genuine relationship. As much as I've been buttering Gabby up with that, this is. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh, no. Gabby's happy. Taylor's happy. As long as Taylor's happy, Gabby's happy. Um, What's the song going to be called? Taylor's got the next Uh, song coming out or what? (laughs) It's got to do something with arrows. It'll tie into Arrowhead, you know. A bit of archery thing. Well, that, that's that's maybe. how he shot his that's how he shot his shot, right? He sent out a tweet saying, "I saw you rock Arrowhead. Now come watch me rock Arrowhead." Yeah. Um, but Taylor Swift's got a movie coming out in a few weeks. She's done pretty well Can't to wait. infiltrate. Um, I think it's only coming out in the states. To be honest, I don't think it's. I'm reliably informed One that sec. it's not coming out in Australia. Yeah, babe. Oh, whoops! <laughs> oh, I come out. I thought I might have done that. I locked her out. Courtney went for a walk. I locked the door. Oh, cut this up. Gladiators Australia, coming in 2024. What Russell Crowe? No, no. Uh, you remember, like, the, it was like the old uh, school, see, yeah, like, Vulcan, the old school, like you know, Nick, when they Nick were, like, uncle was on it. They do all like the challenges yeah. and shit. But like, literally, you should see that Lucas Arthur tagging in this as well. It's brilliant because they're all they're all dressed up and they look ridiculous. Like, I, I'm not sure how anyone would have thought this was a good idea back in the day, but uh, it was a super popular show. Thing is, no yeah, one watched TV looked, anymore. Yeah, pay, like you know, free free TV and like broadcast TV, that kind of thing, commercialized TV like that. A thousand ads and no real uh, indicator of when the show is going to finish because fucking hell, I don't know if you boys have watched any like free TV recently, but it's trash. It's it's no good. It's a bit like commercial radio. Like, just can't handle it. I tried watching. Well, hang on, Diggy. Hang on. Triple J Diggy's here. He calls in. To... I've, um, I've fucking fallen off the Triple J bandwagon just recently. I, I, yeah. I have not kept made to You know why, Diggy? Because you're fucking old, mate. It's for kids. You're fucking yeah, it's, it's you're 30, mate. Move on. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, um, uh, I'm on the uh, listener app recently. So pretty handy. Right. A couple of playlists. Uh, what else is happening, boys? We finished with Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey. You going to fizzle out, Mitty? Oh no! So, so my point was going to be, she is there. Whatever that means, she will see what we hope is a fantastic contest. Yes, she will. It was not a fantastic contest. The Bears stink, um, but. Um, yeah, my point is that, so she, she's got a movie coming out in the States quite shortly. Um, Mm -hmm. she's got a lot of demographics ticked off. 
lots of uh, lots of people follow her. Um, responsible for some of the fastest selling out um, concerts all over the world at the moment. Um, but the one the one demographic that she probably doesn't have a strong foothold in is the uh, football watching um, demographic <laughs> of the US of A. Um, Absolutely. And all of a sudden, she's potentially or is in inverted mm. commas dating. Um, Travis Kelsey, one of the most recognizable. This um, is a marketing thing, really. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. He's called it. He's called I don't it. reckon He's called Travis it. Kelsey would fuck around with that. In the world, and and, and Mitty thinks she needs more exposure. More exposure. Yeah. I disagree. I don't think that he. I don't think he would go for it either. He's not going to sell his image that cheap. Uh, I think he's a. Uh, he just wanted to maybe a notch yeah. on the belt. They're, they're both in the business of making money, guys. They're both in the business true. of making money. Very true. As Travis Kelsey says, all right now. Uh, Lucas, you jabroni. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, if you put me on the White House with that lectern there, the temptation might also be the same to talk to you. <laughs> if you put it on a silly Sunday or a mad Monday. What do you expect? I'd be uh, a lot more worried about what you'd say with a lectern out the front of the White House, out White House, Lucas. I'd be a lot more. Give the guy a lectern and a microphone. I would, I would, uh, I would actually probably be at the front of the Black House because I'm, I'm more progressive, like Dicky. Let's not get it down that hole. Yep. Okay. Don't, don't go All right. There. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just wait for Dicky to dig himself out. <laughs> Not touching it. Dickie, are you more... Oh, no, I'm not going to go down that line. <laughs> <laughs> you want to put Panda on the podcast? We'll have a real debate. Uh, uh, I would yeah. like to uh, say, uh, you know, Mitty, you're probably you're struggling at the moment with your, your knee all cooked. You haven't been able to make it at Canberra. Uh, but the, the trans rallies seem to have calmed down. But you will be able to go back to the no uh, rallies that you've been doing down there uh, very soon. Soon enough, I'm sure. Yeah, once that leg, once that leg heals. Yeah, I've got As to go. He um, likes to say in the bathroom whenever I walk in at, at the pub, he always goes, "Trust the process." And I was like, "That's a fucking weird thing to say." But all right. <laughs> I think Dicky's just talking about trying to piss when he's standing there and goes through his pre-piss oh, routine. He's, sort of. He's yeah. His dick. <laughs> so, yeah. Trust, trust the process. Go on. Trust it. Trust it. It's just <laughs> us, baby. It's Why would just you go us. in the hole? <laughs> All right, boys. Do you want some tennis news, or you got something else you want to throw in before we uh, we call it a day? No, serve it up, Lucas. All right. Actually, first, I want to hear your predictions. Who wins this weekend? AFL, NRL, go. Brisbane, Brisbane. Let's go. Yeah, Brisbane uh, Lions definitely uh, take on Saturday, but Sunday, oof, look, gonna have to be good. Bronx gonna have to be good. But they, hang on, uh, Dicky. That's I'm not sure. a prediction, mate. That's a fence. You're on a. You're sitting on a fucking fence. It's, I'm, he's I'm just backing hitched him, I'm his. Backing him in. I'm backing him in, but I was watching uh, the 2015 Grand Final highlights today, and uh, I tell you what, Broncos are going to need a bit of that um, Michael Morgan magic down the sideline for uh, what did, take a win. What I think. Did you think about this Herbie Farnworth uh, hamstring that could be a bit of a uh, silly buggers, a bit of cheeky noise, a bit of uh, real or legit or fuck. Tell you, well, I mean, if it's legit, we're we're fed. Yeah, if it's legit, it'll be a real problem for the Broncos because uh, you don't need to give the. Um, I think that'll be Steve Crichton's channel. Um, you don't need to give him an invitation to start having a field day down that left hand side. So, um, 
they might even have to think about moving, swapping stags um, if that's the case. But, you know, next man up mentality, see how it goes. Um, it's been a two-horse race pretty much all season in the NRL. So, and there's it's only... The perfect, yeah. Right, it's the perfect finish yeah. and grand final. It wouldn't have been a bigger blockbuster for any other teams. It had to be these two. Who's yeah, uh, I mean, the uh, for, uh, for for that game then? What are you, are you boys back in Reese? Nah, if the Bronx win, it'll be an Adam Reynolds job. As uh, Clive Churchill, is that what you said? Yeah. What about Schmokey? Any Schmokies? Yeah, I think you need a big game from Reynolds. Walsh will out- absolutely I've, shine. I've got, I've got if he's not shining, it's not on. I've got one Schmokey for you. Okay, here we go. Dickie? Billy Walters. <laughs> oh, uh, Scotty Payne will be very happy to hear that. Billy Walters getting it. He got player of the match last week. I was going to say, did his dad? Does his dad get to choose it? Yeah, I don't know. Is his dad in charge what of Clive Churchill? What are your thoughts on Bill Lucas? All right, about the same as my thoughts on Jason Horn Francis getting three votes in round four. <laughs> Bit of AFL content for our listeners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he doesn't have any idea what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of Brownlow I was, countback. I was reading all the articles about the uh, the controversy that surrounded the uh, Brownlow votes this morning. Yeah, yeah, Connor. Well, that's just my uh, pick up, Connor, because I've hated AFL until uh, six months ago. So uh, well, that's, <laughs> now you're that's a big scientific AFL fact. It's a scientific fact. That's Lukey, nice. who have you got? Who have I got? No, it's it's um, Broncos and Lions. I'd actually I'm more confident on Broncos than I am on Lions, but I think Lions will, will get there. They've got a pretty good team. Collingwood have a few key outs, which might help us. And so see how we go. The MCG is a big one, though. Yeah, and uh, look, you, I know that I don't necessarily have a um, an emotional, uh, or certainly not as um, neither the Broncos nor uh, the Panthers are my team, but I think I've got more on the line in this game than than both of you guys. Where uh, <laughs> I'm sit, I'm sitting one point in front on the uh, on top of our tipping competition. Um, oh. However, my uh, my margin is uh, three points inferior to the person in second. And so if I pick the wrong and Andre picks the right, I'm staring oh, at second place have, instead of first. I have not been following it. I, I think I'd given up on... Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you got you were out of this a long time ago. Yeah, Jeez, don't even bother. Now, uh, uh, Lucas, you were down the bottom for the longest during our... Oh, hang on. Oh, sorry. And you've I, was down, literally, you... I think if I tipped through the final series, I definitely would have... Oh, you this is... still. And obviously that means that your tips have been trashed. Dicky, can, can, can I just say Lucas only started caring about NRL tipping six months ago? So, um, oh, fancy Dicky, right? <laughs> fancy you, Dicky, trying to claim that you would have been up there if you kept tipping. That's big Connor energy, and it's big. That's mate, huge, I, I, Matt I, I Lucas energy. I would have tipped the right teams. Yeah, if right you would have tipped the right you, teams. You just didn't listen. Dicky, you know where I was at the start of the comp? Doesn't matter. It's where you finish, mate. What I'm if trying to say first is, last. It doesn't I matter if you win by an inch I, or a mile. Winning, right winning. You think you're going to beat me? Double <laughs> granny shifting, not double clutching like your order. And you almost had me, Dicky. You never had your car. I think the listeners should probably know that Lucas would come to us on a Monday after the tips had already been sort of folded and come and tell us that he wished that he had tipped the correct team and he thought that he had you know every what, single week. I would have been right more times than you. <laughs> Mate, you're oh, on the well, look, ladder for about three quarters of the comp. Oh, boys, 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 boys. If ifs and buts were sugar and nuts, what? All I do is win. All right, I can't lose. 
Eat it, that, that raw yeah. ninja. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? If it's about sugar and nuts, then we'd all have a something, something, something. Oh, yeah, so you did. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's just. By the way, why the fuck aren't we on ethanol? Yeah. <laughs> let's get stay, stay, tu- stay tuned for next week where we finish off the ifs and buts with sugar and nuts <laughs> yeah that and Dickie, then we'd all have a then we'd all have a very uh very merry christmas or something isn't yeah it? and dicky i'm yeah. also gonna give you homework to find out why we're not on ethanol for next week please <laughs> and uh can we get a, can we get a science report from dicky about why yeah. we should have ethanol, ethanol in australia yeah and uh and quickly for me i used to cop in middies once <laughs> Quickly, some tennis news, but a bit obscure. Roger Federer sets a new record. One of his out- outfits worn in uh, 2018 will be sold at auction for a massive price. Uh, so it will be the most amount of money ever sold um, for a bit of tennis memorabilia. Uh, it's not yet signed. What is it? Um, starting price is 35K. Um, uh, the most at the moment is Nadal had one that went for 20K. So... If Federer can go 35k, they don't see anyone getting near yeah. anytime soon. Just for a fucking was, Nad- was Nadal's a um a, some underwear that he picked out of his ass 27 times in three games or something like that? I feel like that would increase the value. That's what I'm thinking. There's some sick people out there, some sick puppies, like Dicky, sick twisted people. All right. Well, I never put some soft jazz on here, but do you want do you want soft jazz or would you prefer now that we've got an Italian vibe to the show? Are we going like Ciao Bella? Uh, if, well, whatever, whatever your heart desires. If the shoe fits. All right, smoker section done. Jump a good episode, room. boys. Smoker section back. Lucas, did you grab that? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't ask for that. The music behind it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, ready, go, Dicky. Ciao, ciao. Ah. Dicky, uh, sorry, Mitty, I saw Gabby walk in before mid podcast. Did you see you in the beret? And you're now not. Yeah, she had, a, she had she had a giggle. She had a she had a very good giggle. No, I took it off because it was uh, dropping off circulation to the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely going to be producing a viral shortly. That'll be on the podcast. Uh, sorry, that'll be on the podcast. Obviously, but it's going to be on the Instagram as well. Uh, go have a look and please uh, send us some feedback. Write some comments on there. We'll read them out next week. Uh, get back involved with the show. Uh, tell us if you there's stuff you want us to be covering or saying, or um, maybe, Dickie, you can put your hand in the pocket of Lambo with his new business. He might want to advertise in the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was Johnny. Tough questions like, uh, have you been electrocuted yet? Because it's the only way to uh, start start electrical apprenticeship. Mm. He's got to learn how to not use a broom. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Smitty. Good, good from you. All right, now it goes up. We're out. See you guys next week. Up the Bronx. Ciao. Up the lines.